0: live from orlando florida you're now listening to the ozone podcast the voice of orlando magic fans join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest magic news and updates the show starts now What's up, Magic fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your host, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, December seventeenth, and we're just two months shy of the NBA trade deadline. Yes, we are now tracking that. Uh what's up, Al?
1: What's going on, man? What's up, man? How's your week? It's going well. It's going well. I, I was hoping for a win last night and we actually both went to that game and uh we walked out actually kind of bored and kind of <laughs> disappointed with with the effort.
0: You walked out of it bored but It's because you <laughs> took family with you and you're trying to convert people into magic fans. And it was the worst game that you could have possibly taken them to to show them that we're going to get straight young, man. What would you expect?
1: Yeah. Yeah. At least I had fun. My sister had fun at the game. It was the 1st time ever going to a magic game. So at least she enjoyed it. Uh, but it was a rough game. I told her I apologize afterwards. I promised her I'll, I'll take it to another game because that wasn't it.
0: Yeah, it's my it's my birthday this weekend. So my uh, my cousin he he surprised me with some uh, basketball suite tickets. So that was awesome. Um, it was crazy because he's like on the verge of like really being a Magic fan. Like I've been trying for years. Then he got into a little sports gambling and he's won a lot of money betting on the Magic. Ironically enough, this season, which is pretty crazy. Um, and the funniest thing happened while we were walking into the Amway. Um, normally, if you're very familiar with the Orlando area, especially in the downtown area, um, right in front of the Morgan and Morgan building, they have these um, uh, Stephen Cameron from the Close Up Magic podcast. He had the perfect title for, for them, the street preachers, street preachers, where they kind of preach some type of gospel. I'm not sure whatever your religion is, whatever they were preaching was not my religion. It was some crazy nonsense out there, whatever case may be. But this is the first time that I've seen it happen, like right in front of the Amway and this happened right in front of the the nba team shop like maybe right across the other street when you're walking into it and we're walking and out of nowhere you know this dude is just saying that you know by by supporting the orlando magic uh you are supporting the message of witchcraft which i thought was interesting it's the first time that i've heard uh you know the the street preachers you know
1: talk bad about the magic man like it's a because magic like he's a so like uh, yeah black magic i don't know where yeah, he's going I, with that i guess i guess like
0: listen if, if the orlando magic had any witchcraft i promise you we'd be playing a lot better like i i, I promise you would be a lot healthier but All that's of our players
1: case. will be healthy uh we'll be definitely better in the standings than last in the east so yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, I heard that and I was just and and normally like when I hear stuff like that, it, it just goes through one ear, out the other. I don't even pay attention to it. But when I heard that, I was like,
1: What? Really? That's crazy.
0: And then the guy tried to elaborate and I just I kept walking. I kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in today's episode, we're gonna talk a little bit about Mark Hell finally participating in a full NBA practice with the Magic this season. We we'll talk a little bit about Terrence Ross and is it could he possibly be on the hot seat? Whatever that means to you, and then um, we'll talk a little bit about NBA comparison for Franz Wagner. But before we do that, um, earlier today we sent out a question to um, on, on social media, really asking um, if you could choose one and only one, would you choose either a a healthy Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz. And when I mean by healthy, I mean healthy enough to actively play right now. Or would you prefer a big trade by the NBA deadline, play in tournament, top five 2022 draft pick, or Franz, rookie of the year, Cole, most improved players. When you hear those lists of five um, scenarios that I brought out to you, which one do you feel would be the best one? Which one would you pick?
1: It's a tough one, man. It's a couple there It's a couple there that I could go with. Um, but I think for me personally, A, has the biggest impact on this team, not only in the short term, but also in the long term. Um, I'm assuming this means J.I. and Markel stay healthy not only this season, but just they all of a sudden are healed and they're good to go for the next three, four, five, the rest of their careers. I'm hoping for, I'm hoping that's for that.
0: One, that's one perspective.
1: That's one, and if I'm gonna that's go what, with that if one. That's
0: what, if that's what you wanna tell yourself, sure. <laughs>
1: So if that happens, I think the Orlando Magic benefit more than a big trade at the deadline, depending who we acquire, right? But I don't think this year that's realistic. I don't think Terrence Ross, I don't think Gary Harris can net you a, a superstar, so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going to go with B. C, I think it's too late for that. I think the Magic are two out of the playoff race at this point. D is realistic. A top-five pick is definitely within play at this point. In France, Rookie of the Year, Cole, Most Improved, definitely in play. So the fan in me just goes with A because if Gi Markel come in healthy, come back, they ball out like the way that we saw them playing before they got hurt. This team is gonna it's gonna be good not only now but for years to come, and you can build on that when you have salary space. Players are gonna want to come and play with a team that that has young talent like Cole Anthony, Gi Markel, Jalen Suggs. So I think that makes us a better team now and also in the future. What about you?
0: So it's interesting because if we were to go with the first option, which was a healthy Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz, technically with you getting confirmed, like 100% guarantee that healthy Isaac Fultz, that really impacts the rest of the four. A big trade by the deadline could still really happen. Um, And by big trade, may not be a big trade, but at least something. Playing tournament, it may be a little too late. It may not, just depending on how well um, they come back and how much that could impact the team. A top five 2022 draft pick could also happen. I mean, yeah, I guess C and D couldn't happen at the same time. Um, but then Franz, rookie of the year, and Cole, most improved player, that that could happen because you know they're also getting the support. I think the one side of me really wants a healthy Jonathan Isaac and Fultz. The other side of me really wants that top five draft pick just because i i feel like we're as a fan base right now we're relying so much on a healthy isaac and faults mm-hmm. and i think i've personally gotten to a point that i don't want to rely on jonathan isaac anymore you know markel faults dealt with the injury when he when we traded for him obviously that was his shoulder thing that you know he's now for the most part able to overcome now we're dealing with his his current injury that you know we'll talk a little bit more about in a few. Um but I just don't want to rely on Jonathan Isaac anymore. If he comes back and he's healthy and he's great, perfect perfect storm. Thank you. But what if he gets hurt again? Then what do we do? We just signed this man to an extension. So I, I think for me, top 5 2022 draft pick especially since like the big names in this upcoming drafts um will be playing in that similar position. I, I um, to, just to be on the safe side, as my security blanket, I'll go with D.
1: So I think I would change one thing about D, and I would label it top three, top twenty twenty two draft pick, and I would say yes, a hundred percent on that. Simply because we played the lottery last year, we 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 fell back. We know that by now. But if we can stay top three, there are three guys in this upcoming draft that really has everyone kind of entertained, saying, "Hey, that those guys are going to be really good at the NBA level." So if you can land one of those three and pair them up with what we've seen from France already, what we've seen from Cole Anthony, <laughs> Wendell Carter, and then, of course, combine that now with, A, a healthy Markell and J.I. all of a sudden, then, man, that would be a really, really good young core. Um, so if you if I knew it was a top-three pick, I would say for sure, because then our youth would be ridiculous, our potential would be amazing, and then, again, don't forget, we got salary cap space to maneuver some moves in the offseason. So... It becomes really, really interesting. But top five, I'm just worried that that four and fifth guy may not be all that. And, and now we're playing the game of what could have been again.
0: Yeah, I didn't put the top three because I really didn't want to jinx it. True. Um, <laughs> now when I when I take a look at you know the big trade, I really thought about what could the Magic go out go after. What might they? What would interest and what would be big enough to where it would entice a franchise. Not necessarily the Magic, just in general. And the big name that you keep hearing is DeMontis Sabonis. And when I think about it, I wouldn't mind DeMontis Sabonis. I wouldn't mind it at all. Big man, can play the four and the five. We initially drafted him, whether we drafted him for us or we drafted him for OKC. Never really confirmed that, um, but I've always viewed it as I was... That was a draft pick that we were drafting for OKC for that Victor Oladipo trade. Um, but at the same time, he's 25 years old. So that means that you, you're you getting a proven all-star. And he's someone that can really grow with the team for the next you know five to seven years. If there's, and I've said this before, if there's one thing that the Orlando Magic have always had and never had to worry about was the center position.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... You know, people people kind of say, you know, well, I, we don't want to trade any of our young guys right now. You know, there's, there's still so much potential. And I kind of ask myself, what would you rather have? Would you rather have somebody that has the potential, that could be great, or get a player right now, guaranteed that he's an all-star already and still has potential to grow? So when you take a look at the big trade, would be would trading a player, a player like Sabonis be something that you would be interested in, or would you rather wait until the draft to kind of see what you end up with?
1: That's a tough one because it would basically mean that we are kind of heading fast forward on the on the rebuild and saying, hey, we can be good pretty quickly here. We can be good maybe next season. All of a sudden, um, I mean, Sabonis, Ji, France. Markell and Cole, it's an interesting little core to kind of develop and and build on, but are they good enough to compete in the East, you know, in the next season or two? It kind of makes me remember Vucevic a little bit. Like, we had Vucevic was an all-star, amazing center for us, but did we have enough around him at that time to to make it really worth it? It's kind of trading back to that in a way. Um, And then you would have to trade Wendell Carter, who you just signed to an extension. Does it make doesn't make sense. Uh, based on what I've seen with the front office, they don't like to sign guys to contracts and then trade them right away. They they like to really be loyal to them and, and kind of show them, hey, we, we signed you, we're going to keep you here. We trust you. So I don't know. It, it would require some moves that our front office hasn't done before. Um, and by all accounts, they are really being patient right now, according to what we know. Um, but of course, if you can land yourself an all-star, no matter who it is, you got to consider that.
0: Yeah, and just... I threw it through the trade machine just to kind of see what would work Um, in a package of Mo Bamba, RJ Hampton, Terrence Ross for Sabonis would work. I'm not saying Indiana would accept it, but contract wise, it would work. That would have to be like the bare minimum um, to at least align the contracts. Because Sabonis right now, he's on a four year, $74 million contract. Um, And, you know, could you interchange those players Yes and no? You would have to play around with the numbers. Maybe they don't want Bamba. Maybe they want Wendell. And if you are moving Wendell, you know you are getting a player like Sabonis back.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe
0: Terrence Ross isn't a good fit. Maybe they want salary cap relief. So maybe we swap out Terrence Ross with Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the most important part is that you know we take a look at the core players. As long as the core players are intact, I think that's the most important. Nicole, the Jalen Suggs, Franz, Markel, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. But I I see, I take a look at where the East is right now. And you got the Chicago Bulls, they're third in the East. The Cavs, they're fourth. Hornets, sixth. The Wizards, they're in eighth place in the East. Like, these are teams that we were looking at last season. And, you know, they've obviously made a really big jump. A really big jump. But at the same time, there's certain teams that really kind of dip down a little bit. You got the Celtics in 10th. The Knicks, 12th. You know, the Knicks were up and coming last season. Now mm-hmm. they're, you know, same old Knicks. The Pacers, thirteenth. Magic. We're sitting pretty at fourteen. So <laughs> when I when I take a look at the standings, man, it's it's there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainties in the East. Like things can change next season. Like we can realistically go from a fourteenth uh team in the East to an eleventh, tenth, ninth. Next season, we could yeah. do that.
1: Yeah.
0: A lot of things have to align, like health, luck, and more health, development, whoever we decide to draft this season or this upcoming draft. A lot of things have to align, but it's it's a realistic option because the East is terrible. It's we're bad. So I I agree where you say, you know, we we trade for a player like Simonis, then we're fast-forwarding completely. Um, at the same time, he's he's a young vet. He's twenty five years old in the NBA, already an All Star. You can take advantage of a team like Indiana, who's now publicly not saying great things about their players, mm-hmm. and players like Miles Turner and and Sabonis, you know, defending themselves to to the press. You know, there was a report that said recently Sabonis, you know, wants wants to be out. He wants to leave Indiana. I don't I don't blame him. But how do the magic not jump on an opportunity? I would be upset if we didn't at least inquire.
1: Yeah, you have to, you have to, and I think the the second scenario that you gave the the Wendell, Gary Harris, and I don't know a bunch. Of, I would assume a couple of picks at the very least. Um, that's a more realistic one, mainly because you get rid of Gary Harris right away, or like you said, Mo Bamba, Terrence Ross, Terrence Ross only has a year left in his contract. Mo Bamba could easily walk at the end of the season if they don't like him. So. It depends what they want, right? If they want flexibility in cap space, we can help with that. If they want a lot of picks, are the Magic willing to do that, we can help with that too. So, like I said, you gotta inquire. I don't, again, I don't see it being a realistic trade for the Magic, unfortunately. But you gotta make that call at the very least.
0: Yeah, but how many how many times have you messed around with the trade machine and and heard trade rumors? None of the trades ever happen. The trades that happen exactly. are the ones that are never talked about, especially from this front office.
1: That's right. All
0: right, we'll we'll table that for a later discussion. All right, just kind of taking a look back at you know the last couple of games. Um, it's been rough, man. What are we on a six game losing streak?
1: Yep, again.
0: <laughs> man, I feel like we just got out of that, and now we're we're right back at it. Lost against the Clippers, one hundred six to one hundred four. That was at least a close game. Lost against the Lakers, one hundred six ninety four. Lost against Atlanta, one eleven to ninety nine. Um, anything stand out to you or the same old, same old,
1: same old, same old? What I will say. The only thing that stands out, which is kind of the same old too, what's going on with Chuma, man? I keep giving this kid the benefit of the doubt, but what are your thoughts, man? Like, I, I'm getting, I'm not, I'm getting concerned. It's when I tell you, there's not one thing I can say. At least he's doing that good. At least he's playing this well. No, no, no. no. Like on offense, on defense, he's not the same Chuma that he used to be, and I can't keep blaming it on. He missed training camp. This kid has played over twenty games now. He's, his conditioning has to be up there. He's been practicing with the team, um, so that's the only thing that keeps being a concern to me. Other than that, unfortunately, injuries keep bugging us, and they don't. They, it seems like we can't get healthy. But uh, that's the only thing that really is alarming to me at the moment. Chuma Okiki. What about you?
0: You say it's not the same moment, Chuma Okiki, but I mean, we really only got to see full production from him last season. But he looked confident, but,
1: man. Like, he looked like someone. He, but not he, but
0: not in the beginning, though. In the beginning, true. you remember, he was very, very timid, nervous. You can really see it. Like, it reflected that on the court, and it took a little while for him to to really get comfortable.
1: Yeah. It Even, could.
0: At the same time, it could also be. I mean, I don't want to blame it on Cole Anthony because, you know, Cole Anthony, go out there and do your thing. Um, but Cole Anthony is also way more aggressive. He's shooting the ball way more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, with Markel, not nah, because I, I I guess you, you really can't put Markel into it because his injury was so early on. Um, but I, I just think that it would be interesting to see how the return of Markel falls with would kind of impact the way that Chuma Okiki plays. Yeah. Because I, I see Markel being more of a playmaker than Cole Anthony. So maybe he could find a way to get Chuma involved more. Chuma hasn't been, he hasn't played well. I thought, you know, the the game against the Hawks would have been a great opportunity with him in the starting lineup. Maybe that's what he needed to kind of boost his confidence and we really didn't Mm -hmm. see that either.
1: No, and what's alarming is the shooting percentages, right? So thirty-four percent from the field as a power forward, that's horrible. And then you got twenty percent from the field from three point I'm sorry, from three point range. So thirty-four from the field, twenty from three point range. I mean at this point just leave him open. Like he's not he's not hitting anything. But even in the defensive end, that's one thing that we were told that he was great at. Like, he, this kid's going to come into the NBA and be a great defender. And he showed flashes of that. Like, this kid was guarding LeBron last year. He was guarding great players and doing a pretty good job at it. This season, I've seen guards literally just pick up the ball and go right by him and get a layup and get a dunk. Um, so I don't know. I think he's overthinking it. If I had to to give my honest thoughts on him it feels like he's overthinking everything he's doing on the defensive end when he's open he's hesitating to shoot the ball and he's shooting for him i know on twitter it's been a big uh, a big discussion man that guy hand that guide hand on the shot is completely coming off when he's releasing the ball and that's i think impacting his shot a little bit um but again you just hope that with so many injuries he can look back like the Chuma of last year because that's a um, that's what um, Cole Anthony's doing. That's what France is doing. They're taking advantage of these opportunities to showcase. Uh, hey, I belong in this league and, and, and earning minutes because of it. So you want to see Chuma do the same. Like, hey, I'm getting minutes. I deserve to keep keep him when JI comes back, when Markel comes back. So it's kind of concerning, but I just hope he finds a way to fix it.
0: I mean, that's that's the part that's gonna be tough. Tough. The minute that Jonathan Isaac gets back, you know, it's gonna really you know his his minutes will. Will decrease because of jonathan isaac presence in in the lineup so that's why it's important for him to take advantage of the time that he gets now because he still wants to make a case for himself yeah so we'll 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 see what ends up happening it's been a rough last six games hopefully the magic do turn around um just taking a look at the schedule it doesn't even look like it's going to get any easier anytime soon so we shall see all right so Markel Foltz finally joined a team in LA during the road trip and fully participated in practice. What does this mean, Al? Great. He practiced fully, but what does this mean? Should fans feel excited? Should we expect him soon? Is this just a part of the the rehab process? What do you what do you get from this?
1: So we celebrated when this came out, like if it was announced that he was gonna play the next day. Like we were all we we're all going crazy when this was this was first released, the pictures and all this kind of stuff. Um The reality is it went from thinking, oh, he's coming back soon. He's playing against the Lakers. Oh, maybe not. Maybe he'll come back and play against the Hawks when we go back home. Now he's not playing tomorrow either against the Heat. So I'm going to say this just means that it's part of his rehab process. Um, I still don't think we'll see Markel until the new year. I think we'll see the calendar year turn, and Markel may come back. I think they play the Wizards. Don't quote me on this. I think they play the Wizards early in January and I think that's when you may see Markel come back. For some reason he loves playing against the Wizards, hometown team. Um, I think that may be it, but I think we all hoped it would mean this kid was about a, maybe a week away from playing games. And I don't think that's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I I was confident I thought we were gonna see him for the Hawks game. I thought yeah. it made sense to fly him out to LA for that, that part of the road trip, have him, you know, practice with the team and then his first game back being a home game. It doesn't make sense for an injured player that's missed a really, really long period of time for to throw them in a game away, not from home. You know, it made sense for it to be in a game here locally. Um, I was really confident that was going to be the Atlanta game and that, that wasn't the case. Uh, and I agree with you. I, I think it's just part of the rehab. I think everyone's really just excited that we heard something, anything. Mm-hmm. Like, great, we got a little bit of information. At the same time, all right. So, no what's way. next? <laughs> great. <laughs> can we hear about the second practice? Can we? Like, what's hey, that's the thing? How? We how? Is feeling? Nothing after that.
1: There's been no pictures. There's Silence. been nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they social media team did a great job. They they posted a picture of Markel Foles. We got the fan base got something. You know, M- Michael Carter Williams posted on on social media underneath the picture saying, "I'm telling y'all, Markel's looking different." That's great. I got excited. If MCW is saying that he's looking different, well, he's got to be looking different because we we don't have information. Right now we're holding on to every word that comes after Markel Um, Hopefully he is looking different. Hopefully he's looking different in, in a good way. But, man, man, we, we need more information. Like right now it's rough. It's rough. We got Iggy and Mulder playing in the first half of yesterday's game. In Wednesday's game, why?
1: We got, why? we got we, nothing, because man. Because we, we don't,
0: dude. We're missing seven players. What? What team in the NBA could survive and be successful in any capacity with seven of
1: players that would be rotational players that would exactly. that would be playing? You're not missing your two way contracts, and mind you, we're not missing these guys because of COVID. You know restrictions. They're just hurt.
0: <laughs> Dude, these teams right now in the NBA, they are, they are postponing games. They are getting players being thrown into the, the their protocol process because of COVID. We're missing seven players without COVID, imagine, all injury base.
1: Imagine if, if, if one of our guys is positive, which hopefully that won't happen. That's it. Shut it down. Shut down Amway for like two weeks because we don't have anybody to play.
0: <laughs> Dude, what's worse is that with the seven players that we have gone, we literally have now one timetable for none of them. Not nope. nothing. Nothing. The the only report that we got from Jalen Suggs, his injury is that he got reevaluated from Tuesday. Dude, it's Friday. Where where's my update? Great. He got reevaluated, but like I can find we that, a, can we get I something? F-
1: I find that amazing though. Like they said, okay, he'll be re- reevaluated every two weeks. Okay, that was Tuesday. Coach mostly said it. That'll be on Tuesday. Nothing. Like not even hey, he's still not doing well. We'll reevaluate two weeks from now. Nope. like it it's just weird, man. it's this this whole secrecy re- regarding injuries. I've never seen anything like it. It's just weird because again, our team's unfortunately sucking so bad right now that we need any sort of hope to continue to look at, oh, man, he's coming back next week. great. let's let's deal with this week. That's there's, there's something to look forward to. Right now, we don't know. We legitimately just, in my opinion, like we're just watching games to to see what developments are happening with our players. But unfortunately, we can't know the outcome. It's going to be a loss more than likely. We know what's going to happen. But it's hard when like last night where Amway and you're watching G League players play significant minutes. Like nobody cares about that. Um, But then we don't have any hope either.
0: And and it's crazy because um, so... On social media today, and Stephen Cameron from the Close Up Magic podcast, he actually was the one that highlighted it. But I'm going to read you a update from the Pelicans um, that they have for Zion Williamson. Williamson will be limited to low impact, partial weight-bearing activities for an extended period. Further updates will be given following further imaging, which is anticipated to occur in four to six weeks. Wow. NFL
1: fans. NFL fans. I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes All season long, the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prices with their first deposit. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code CBPN, This Week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required, one per customer, restriction supply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: Wow. Like, what it in a tweet? Like that's all it took. That is all it took. And and that fan base at least has an idea. They know what's going on. There, there's at least an image. There's, there's not none of that, bro. Nothing. So every, no, can I give every every you- single every single every single fan has a right to be frustrated, upset. And right now, Al, I'm going to put a lot of a lot of um, I don't want to put too much weight on your shoulders, but I'm counting on you because you're going to be going to the Orlando Magic focus group where they're going to ask you questions in regards to the franchise. And I'm sure they're not going to ask anything about how you feel about (laughs) us not giving out a lot of information in the injury report. But I hope that you take advantage of that opportunity to kind of throw that in there. Which is your favorite Orlando Magic jersey? Why aren't you guys giving us enough information (laughs) on injuries? Which one's your favorite logo? I would need more information about injuries.
1: What is your favorite uh, orange jersey that we've used? Injuries. Where the hell is J.I.? G- <laughs> <laughs> but wait, it's funny you say that about the Pelicans, but let me, let me read you an exact quote from Coach Mosley regarding injuries about our, about our players. Let's hear it. They're still going through the rehab. We're not giving full timetables on it. But as long as there are no setbacks, they're right on schedule. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. What does I that mean? Understand.
1: What does that mean? They're rehabbing. They're on schedule. If there are no setbacks, they're on schedule. What schedule? <laughs> oh man! Oh man!
0: Dude, that. Listen, this franchise they they move at the beat of their own drum. I I don't. I don't. I give up. I don't. It know. is what
1: it is. Give, give me some positive news. Let's switch it around a little bit.
0: All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Cole Anthony <laughs> before he gave even more frustrated with injuries. We <laughs> spent a whole fifteen minutes talking about their injuries. Cole Anthony's interview with with um, Hoopsite. So if there's one thing about Cole Anthony is that with everything that may not may feel like we're that's not going our way, you know he's the one bright spot. I wish he would have played better against the Hawks against Trey Young, but that's a different topic. So during his interview, he quoted. For me personally, I had some numbers in my head. I was thinking I was going to come into this year potentially dropping about 17, um, 18, 6 and 6. But at this point, I feel I can do more than that. I think I'm already ahead of the right now. I think I'm already ahead of that right now and I think I can get to 23, 24 points a game, if not 25 and also help this team win. Is this a is this a reality for Cole? Do you see him being able to kind of extend his game a little bit more and be that offensive cannon that we need um, for this team to kind of push us forward?
1: I think so, man. I I think he can. I think if he can get a few more fouls called on on, on our favor, he's right there. So think about that for a second. He's averaging 20 points a game. Well, to be exact, 19.9 as of today. If some of those drives to the basket that he gets hammered and he doesn't get those calls, now all of a sudden he does get them, that's easily four four points at the free throw line. Nothing's changing. It's the same game he's playing right now. So I think it's definitely doable. And he's going to get better. He's going to keep getting creative with the way that he scores. Um, When better players are surrounding him, he's going to be more of a threat. So they're going to have to guard those guys and he'll be open more often. Um, I think the Hawks did an amazing job yesterday guarding him and really putting all their attention on him. So that's why you saw the results that we saw, um, but I mean, he really has said many, many times, "I want to be great. I don't want to be average. I don't want to be good. I want to be great." And I think for him to be great in this league as a guard, that's what great looks like. You got to average twenty four plus, while also averaging some somewhere in the range of five to six assists. And he has the benefit; he can jump really high, go get six rebounds if you can. Those are re- I mean ridiculous numbers.
0: Yeah, he's averaging 19.9 points per game this season. Last season, it was Terrence Ross that led the Magic with 15.6. I mean, the second best offensive player that we have right now, that's right behind him, is Franz Wagner, but he's averaging 14.1. This team needs somebody to lead, you know, that that weight of of the offense. And it it has it has to be Cole. There, there's in my opinion, right now, there's no one else that can really, you know, handle that. We, we need him to be able to score the 20-25 points. You know, we mentioned, you know, what are the Magic going to do once they lost Nicola and, and Evan? Like, that was a big bulk of our offense. All right, they're gone. This is all we have now. And until the reinforcements comes in, it's, it's got to be Cole because there's nobody else. He has a ball in his hands. He's the one that's controlling the offense. He's the one that decides, are you going to have the ball or am I going to shoot it? He's yep. our point guard. Um, and I think that he is able to because, you know, he, one, he has a mindset. And two, he he run, he runs it, man. It's it's something that if he sets his mind to it, he's going to be able to do it because he has the control to do it. He obviously has also the uh, the green light. So I think it's capable. Um, I just want to see it more consistent.
1: Yeah. And I think that will happen. I think, again, with the more experience, his dad recently said it too in an interview saying, it's only – touching the play that he'll he'll become. I think he has so much to learn and grow. He's still doing things in certain games. Like he gave the example of coming off a prick and roll, a pump fake, and then shooting the jump shot, and two guys flew by him. It's like he's never done that in his whole career. I've watched every game he's played. He's never done that. So that means that he's learning. He's he's trying new things on the court. So imagine, again, he's only reaching – he's touching the surface of the play that he can become – and I think Orlando will be a place. I will give him the, ch- the chance to be a great player. I mean, can he be a Dame Lillard? Can he be a Trey Young? Can he be one of those like really scoring uh, scoring guards in the NBA? I think he can. He has the ability to drive to the basket. He has great athleticism. And he's shown that he can shoot the ball really well, too. So that mix of skills, I mean, the result can easily be 20-plus a night, every single night. Um, it's just a matter of like I said, can you go out there and do it? Um, but a quick follow-up question to you now what about markel faults do you think Markel given the keys and say hey go out there and play your game and you lead the offense do you think Markel can also reach that kind of potential of averaging maybe not 25 but let's say 18 plus points a night along with Cole anthony's 20 plus
0: I don't know i've I've always viewed markel as as a really good kid um but he's you know he's in my opinion has never been the one to kind of Look for his own shot first. He likes to get his teammates involved. Mm -hmm. You know, Cole Anthony is a really, you know, I mentioned earlier that, you know, I thought Markel Fultz was a better playmaker. But I'm not saying that Cole Anthony is a bad playmaker. You know, he leads the team with assists, with 5.6 assists. He's getting his teammates involved. Um, Do I think that Markel could get there? I think so. I don't think it's going to be right away. I think it's going to be a learning curve for him. Um, Markel and Cole, they really haven't had too much time playing together. So I'm sure that's going to be an adjustment as well. Um, I think with time we expect him to be, you know, when MCW said that, you know, he's, he's looking different. I hope that he's talking about jump shot because that's really the only missing piece to his game is his jump shot. We've seen a little bit of the videos of Markel Fultz and him shooting in practice and the shot looks a lot better it looks fluid but damn man i feel like we say this every every chance that we see him practice in the off season we say that oh man his his, his shot looks a lot better than it did the last time we saw him and now we're doing that again yeah. so i really you really don't know until until what happens cuz there's so many different factors you know he's coming in now playing for coach Mose. he has to get adjusted to that too so do I think so? Yes. Is it going to happen anytime soon? I don't think so. I think it's going to be kosher completely.
1: I think, I think that one of Markell or Jalen Suggs, I think if one of those two guys can step up and become the scoring another scoring guard for us. And I really think, again, I, I keep saying this over and over again, but I really think Jalen Suggs is kind of a, a, a copy of what Cole Anthony went through his NBA career. Again, the injury early on, struggling early on. He's going to play better when he comes back, but I think next year for him will be crucial and he'll be a much better player. So I think if not false, I think Jalen Sucks could be another guard that can easily go from averaging 12, 13 points to now 18, 19 points. And my point is you may easily have a CJ McCollum, Dame Lillard situation kind of with the Magic where they may have two guards all of a sudden that can drop 20 on you. And when was the last time that happened for the Magic?
0: I think that eventually at one point, People are going to look at Markel and Cole and be like, damn, that's it's dangerous. Yep. And I think they fit because they're completely two different players. The fact that, you know, Cole Anthony is athletic at being six foot two, six foot three, also, I think they're going to be able to run up and down the court and it's going yep. to be havoc. I think it's going to take a while for us to get there, but I think that it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. Hopefully we get to see that sooner rather than later if not 2022 is right around the corner all right so news about terrence ross the magic have sought draft capital such as a first round pick in talks for veteran terrence ross ross is also not really worried about the trade rumors what are your thoughts on that is that what the magic should focus on do you think that he'll survive another trade deadline what are you thinking
1: i don't think so uh i think he's gone and I don't know if it will last, honestly, until the trade deadline. I think it might be sooner than that. Um, I don't know when. I know officially December 15th is kind of the start of trade season, so it could be any time now. But I think there's some teams struggling out there. Think about the New York Knicks. Like you said earlier, they started so well, and now they're struggling. Um, guys like Kemba Walker are not, not working out there. Our good old friend Evan Fournier, not playing the fourth quarter still. Do they need a guy like Terrence Strauss to help them out off the bench? Maybe. Um, think about the Celtics. You mentioned it earlier, too. They're out of the playoff picture right now. Do they need a little boost in scoring? Can Terrence fit in there? So there's a lot of little moving parts going on um, with teams that may need a reinforcement. And the Magic have a guy that can score easily 18 points, 19 points a night when he's on. Um, but most importantly for me, and this may sound shocking to some of you guys listening, Terrence Strauss hasn't been a great leader. In my opinion. Um, I'm talking about body language. Let me let me rephrase that. I have I don't know. I have no knowledge of what he is in the locker room. But man, the body language, the demeanor on the court, I don't think it's what we expected from Terrence Ross. Um, And because of that, I think our front office may be noticing that, too. Like, hey, we thought you could be a great leader. You you, you might have been a great person in the locker room for these young guys. And jokingly, I told you earlier, I think Terrence Ross is more focused on being a YouTuber and a gamer right now. <laughs> but in reality, man, not the leader that I expected uh, when he stayed around and the front office trusted him to lead the young guys. So if you can get a good package for him, whether it'll be a young player or a draft pick, I say you run with it and give those minutes to RJ Hampton, who, when giving minutes and giving a chance to perform, has done okay. Um, is shooting the ball extremely well. So I wouldn't mind those minutes going to RJ and save yourself the salary cat the salary space next season and, and again try to do something in the offseason. Try to get a better player, try to do something different. That's my take on it.
0: Um It's great to hear that the Magic are trying to get a first round pick for Terrence Ross. I think that's great. Do I think that we'll get that? I don't think so. We didn't get that for Evan Fournier. And if you're comparing the two, you would you would expect that you would Evan Forney is more of the the valuable asset between the two. Now, obviously different scenarios. Uh, Evan Fournier was going to be a free agent, so maybe that had something to do with it. But I, I don't I don't see us getting a second round pick. Uh, a first round pick. Um I think that, you know, I was taking a look at certain names, like what what could we get back in return if we weren't getting a draft pick? Um and someone that I really some someone that really jumped out the page to me was Kevin Knox from New York. I, th- I thought that would be a really good option. Imagine being able to trade Terrence Ross to the Knicks, which would be, I think, a perfect scenario for him in mm-hmm. all different aspects. Goes with the veteran team, plays for a coach that's similar in certain ways to Steve Clifford. Um, Evan Forney has been struggling. He's someone that can really light it up from the bench. So I think that he would be perfect for the Knicks. And then we get a player back that, you know, is still really young, could play the three right behind Franz Wagner. Um, and really hasn't had, I don't want to say not have the opportunity in New York because I'm sure that he has. Um, but at the same time, Thibs is also known to, to be someone that's really hard on the rookies and not play them as as much as the vets, very similar to another coach that we were very uh, familiar with. So I think that that would be another good option. But I think it's definitely gotten to a point where there's times where I'm watching the game also and it's like, uh, Terrence Ross doesn't look like he's, he's in it even even watching kind of yesterday there was a moment where everyone was going back into the bench after a timeout and most gave everyone dap except terrence ross and that Mm -hmm. could be that could mean absolutely nothing but it was a moment that really stood out to me when it happened i thought oh that's weird
1: that's my thing that's my thing like i feel like as against a vet you got to be the one that's cheering on the guys who's positive who's reinforcing them and not for nothing, but Terrence Ross, in my opinion, has never been that guy. I think he's a good glue guy. You know, he he'll make the team better. He's a jokester, good locker room guy. He's again a firecracker. Like this guy, when he's on, he's on. But when he's not, I feel like that gets to him. I think the losing gets to him, and that's normal. But when you signed up to be the vet of this team and and be a guy that's going to be there to support your young guys, you can't show up and you know just the language. You're like I'm. Dry. I'm just here. To, I showed up. That that's it. That can be it. You know, you got to lead by example. Um, that's where a guy like Robert Lopez, in my opinion, does a great job. He's on the bench. He's cheering for his guys, standing up after every time out and talking to the players. Markello's is doing the same. J.I. is doing the same. So, again, that's kind of what we expected. Um, I think when Terrence Ross is not lighting up and scoring 20, you get bad Terrence Ross. And, and that it means in the game, but also means on the bench. And that's not good.
0: I feel bad for him. Because he he was definitely a player that was um, a fan favorite. That Terrence Ross life contract was something that was really talked about oh, yeah. um, amongst the fan base for a little while. And, you know, this isn't what he signed up for. Mm-hmm. He's also the last remaining player from the Rob Hannigan era. He yep. knows that. In the beginning of the season, you know, he had the conversation with Coach Molson said that I'm, I'm here to do whatever it is that you need me to do. Um, but in his mind, his heart, like, with coach cliff man coach cliff was running plays for him he -hmm. had the green line shoot everything you know it's it's i'm sure it's also an adjustment for him because now he's one of the oldest players on the roster so i feel bad for him because i i do believe that he should be in a position especially at this stage of his career where He can be that solid role player for a team that does make a bigger impact and not just trying to help rebuild a team and be a veteran like he can. He can be that, you know, maybe three, three to five seasons from now, but I'm sure that that's not what he's that's not what he's looking for.
1: And I will say, like, like you said, I completely agree with you. He deserves better. He didn't sign up for this. Things unfortunately took a turn for the worse. And and that's what we are today. So I completely agree. He deserves better. I will forever be thankful for what he's done for this franchise. Our, our first playoffs after Dwight, like you will never forget that run. And that T. Ross lifetime contract conversation that we all had on, on social media was real. I think we all feel it, but it's, it's not fair to him. Let's be honest. It's not fair to him what's going on. And Unfortunately, it's not the right role. I feel like he's not meant to be a, a vocal leader, a, a person that shows leadership. I think he's more of a guy that follows those that, that are leading in the locker room. Simple as that.
0: I can only imagine how the NBA trade deadline was for him. Like the minute mm. that you saw Vooch gone, Aaron Gordon gone, Evan Fournier, adios. All right, so where am I going? Yeah, And it didn't happen. I think if if I'm if I'm in his shoes I'm just like damn like for real <laughs> legit I, like <laughs> I'm the only one y'all kept like you couldn't find nobody for me so I, I i I feel bad for him hopefully oh man hopefully the magic they they can do right by him and and find him a new home
1: oh they will that's I thing about this front office is that they will do right by him
0: yeah. Now, I will say Terrence Ross did take the opportunity to talk good about one of our rookies and says that Franz Wagner reminds him of Gordon Hayward with a lot more size and he thinks he can be a little bit better down the road. Do you agree with when you look at Franz, do you think that he could fill that Gordon Hayward mold? Do you think that he could be better? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Different player, different different game styles, but I can I can see it. Um he shows flashes of it. And recently I've been talking to some friends about this. Who does he, like, who does he he remind me of? France? Who does he resemble when he's on the court? And I threw the name out there, Gordon Hayward as well. Um, His jump shot. I mean, his jump shot, when it's on, it's on. It is, it's a great thing to see. He's athletic, um, more than Gordon Hayward, I feel. And he's a better defender. So based on that alone, I would think he has a higher potential. If he can continue to develop the way that we expect him to. Um, but if if he can become a Gordon Hayward for the Magic, that would be amazing. I mean, Gordon Hayward's a guy that can drop 20 on you on, on a nightly basis. He's done it to us for years, playing for the Celtics, the Jazz, and, and the Hornets. Um, so I think if he can reach that potential, that would be terrific for the Magic.
0: Yeah. So in taking a look at Hayward's stats, in his rookie season, he averaged 5.4 points a game, 1.9 rebounds. Franz is already light years better. Like mm-hmm. just comparing apples to apples first season first season um and you can sit here and say you know he reminds you of this and that you know the ringer had Franz um his uh, NBA comparison was Danila gallinari and Lamar Odom uh, people bring up going to Hayward magic fan base you, you know people are saying Hito Turku like you He's he's a big small forward, and I think that mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people really compare him to, and that's why he has so many. Like I, I feel like it's it's, it's the same mold of a player in essence because he is a lot bigger than Gordon Hayward. Yeah. He's a big small forward, and he he could still grow, but his shot is there, his defense is there. He's a great all around player that already is rookie season he's playing like a vet. And this is just the beginning. Like, imagine what this guy's going to look like two, or three years from now. Let's just say that he's not even comfortable yet. He's a rookie. I don't. I don't care who you are. As a rookie, you're not comfortable yet. Yep. You know, there's still a moment where the game slows down for you. There's no way that Franz has gotten that yet. It's oh, no. impossible. And if he does, if it is, wow, amazing. But I, I think that there's still. Way more time for this guy to like really get better. His IQ is off the charts. He, ironically, he turned into everyone being mad. We drafted him to <laughs> everyone's favorite player. Like yesterday, you and I, we were gonna buy a Magic jersey and we we're gonna buy a Franz Wagner jersey, and yep. they didn't have it. Like, what is the Orlando Magic organization doing? How do we not have Franz Wagner jerseys in every size and every jersey available? Like he is, yeah. You know, even even that they surprised him. The only person that they that weren't surprised by this is the damn intelligent analytics <laughs> software that we utilize that was supposed to give us an edge in the draft. And my God, it did. Thank you. Yes. Other than that, everyone else was surprised. So I think <laughs> it's an accurate comparison.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I was looking at the stats right now. Year three for Gordon Hayward, he averaged 14 points. 14 point. mm-hmm. That is where I think France is at right now. But the funny part is, ahead. France is 20 years old, man. When... When Hayward did that, he was about twenty-two, twenty-three. Um, so that's the thing with Francis. Impressive. that so he plays like a grown man. Like this kid doesn't rush anything. He he he's so smart. Makes the right cuts. Good shooter. Athletic. Good defender. At twenty years old, and that's what makes you like so excited for what the future may be. Now, what we always heard was his ceiling may not be that high, meaning he may not improve that much from now to age twenty-four because he's such a good player. He may just stay there. But even then, as a small forward in the NBA, if you average 15 points or more, that's solid. Be a 3 and D guy, that's solid. Like the way he's playing, he's contributing to our winning. And he will once we have better players around him. This is, again, him kind of forcing the way of things. And he's still doing well.
0: It's impressive. Rookie, rookie season, leading. He's number two in, in on the Magic for three-point for um, field goal percentages made. He's at 38%. Again, these are the little things that – it'll get better but I think you bring up a good point like his his ceiling may not be drastically high so it may take him a little longer to get better because he's already so good now but my god just imagine a veteran Franz Wagner oh it's gonna be crazy as long as this man can stay healthy that's it upcoming games we got um, uh, today's game against Miami Saturday Brooklyn Monday Toronto Wednesday Atlanta it's 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 gonna be rough man. it's rough it's going to be. Real. And I'm, I didn't I'm, looking at, I'm, I'm looking at that Monday's game against uh, Scotty Barnes and the Raptors. That'd be the one that I'm looking at. Unfortunately,
1: that, unless something changes, we have no updates. <laughs> Jalen Suggs may not play on that one. That would have been fun. It's always fun to see Jalen Suggs against Toronto. Um, but I think the only game actually, it's not surprise you that we may steal is Saturday at Brooklyn. Uh, they're going through some COVID issues. Uh, right. Steve Nash came out today saying that KD is leading the league in minutes. He wants to drop that a little bit, quite a bit, over the next few weeks. So we may not see a lot of KD, and we may not see a lot of talent in Brooklyn. So we may steal that win. It would be amazing to beat Miami tomorrow. It would feel like when we beat the Knicks. We suck so bad, but, yeah, we beat the Knicks twice like that. You can't take that away from us. I would love to beat Miami tomorrow. That would be special. But I don't think it happens, especially Cole Anthony right now. is listed as questionable to play, so... That would be horrible if he doesn't play. So my opinion, one and three. If we're lucky, and we can beat uh, Brooklyn on Saturday.
0: Yeah, we just got to make sure that we uh, we break this losing streak because uh, the way that this season has been, it's been losing streaks, then we get a really big win out of nowhere, which kind of gets everyone back being excited, and then we go on a losing streak. again. So right now we're at the point where we need that that big win out of nowhere. Yes, we do. Yep. On that note, man, I appreciate you guys for listening. It's a wrap for us. Check us out next week.
1: Thank you for listening to the Ozone
0: Podcast, the voice of magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Ozone Pod. And remember to subscribe and leave a five star review
1: on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.